Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in today to the Better Events Podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by our guest, Jess Keener of Jess Keener Photography, and she shares how you can use social media for your small business and the importance of being authentic while building your brand. So let's take a listen. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm Logan, one of your co-hosts, joined by my co-host, Mary, and we are very, very excited for today's episode. We're going to be diving into social media tips for your small business with our friend, Jess Keener. So before we introduce Jess, um, I do want to check in with you, Mary. How are you How are you doing today? Oh, I am doing good. Yes. Uh, excited to have Jess here. It's always fun to have guests, and I'm specifically excited about this topic. So I won't, I won't tease too much of it because I think we're going to get really into the nitty gritty, but yeah, doing, doing well today. Good. Yeah. No, I think this is one that's super relevant. I know I have struggled with social media as a small business owner and just knowing what to post, when to post, how to, how to showcase my business and my personality on social. So I think this is going to be, going to be super relevant. Yeah, and we want to take a moment too just to introduce Jess. So Jess Keener has been an entrepreneur for the past 13 years running a photography business called Jessica Keener Photography, which specializes in portraits and event photography. And by the way, they are amazing. I've seen some of them on Instagram. And she's currently starting a new business called Palette Cookies, which I'm also really excited about. And she, uh, Palette Cookies is baking a variety of creative cookies with an exploratory palette of flavors. Hence the name. So yes, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, why don't we throw it to you and you can give us a little bit of an introduction about yourself. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, yes. Yeah, so I have been doing photography for the last 13 years. I also have a bachelor's degree in fine arts with a focus in photography. So it's really been a large part of me for a long time. And I started my business before social media. So it has also grown with me, which is great. And I am now in the process of pivoting. Um, I'm still doing some photography, but I'm really, really, really into food, <laughs> eating it, uh, making it. <laughs> and I am parlaying that into uh, this cookie, cookie company, Palette Cookies. So yes, that is where I am. <laughs> and Jess, Jess is just like an all around creative wizard. I feel like I also, we didn't even mention also you're keen on color. She does beautiful, what we oh, call yeah. illustrations, We've art a, uh, that she's oh, got lovely yeah. mugs. I have a piece of art. That exact one is hanging on my wall right, right here to my left. <laughs> And uh, all of my holiday cards that I sent out to my clients this year were from Jess's amazing. She does a lot of like food puns with beautiful illustrations. Um, so anything and everything creative, I feel like Jess is like totally up your alley. Thank you. Yes. I also sing and play music and I dance. <laughs> I'm working on a weaving. The world is my oyster in the creative field. It definitely helps relieve stress too. So, yeah. Oh, I love it. Very relevant. Our episode last week was all about stress management. So <laughs> there you go. And I think just, just to tell our audience why we asked you here, Jess, was 
she's a member of uh, the Girl Boss Seattle group that I'm a part of, a group of women entrepreneurs that I got involved with back in 2019 when I moved to Seattle. And she just has like an, um, you have, you do, I'm just going to talk to you because you're, you're here. <laughs> Jess, you have like an amazing Instagram feed. I just think you're constantly, you're great at showing up and being authentic and being you. And as we just talked about, you have so many creative endeavors, you have multiple accounts and I feel like you're doing it again and again. So stuff, we've had a lot of good conversations in that Girl Boss Seattle group about being authentic on social media, sharing our best practices for what's worked for us. And so we just wanted to bring you on the podcast so all of our audience could also learn from a lot of your awesome tips and tricks when it comes to kind of making the most of social media and how that doesn't necessarily look the same for everybody, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. So I think to jump in to this this lovely topic, um, when we say social media for small business, like Jess, what does that make you think of? I feel like it's such a broad topic, but like, how are we going to kind of focus that discussion today? What, what do you... What does that mean to you when you hear social media for small business? Yeah. So for me, my main focuses are Facebook and Instagram because I have a lot of very visual um, you know, aspects to all of the businesses that I've had, actually. Um, so I, those are my focuses. But I mean, Twitter, Clubhouse, there's and anything where you can extend your brand into platforms that reach many people, like that's how it comes back to you. So yeah, that's sort of how I think of it, an extension of my business. I love that, making it like strategic in a way, which is super smart. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, um, so what are your top tips for small business owners on social media? I'm sure there are a lot. So what would you say are some of your top tips? Where would someone start? Yeah, so um, as Logan mentioned, I think authenticity is huge to, uh, you know, putting yourself out there. Um, for me, I often share just things that interest me, either that are related to what's going on in the world, that are parts of my business, things that create value. So, um, like articles maybe that would help my client, you know, take a better photo of themselves, or I've been doing these weekly creative challenges all throughout the pandemic with photography where um, I, I host a little photo critique over Zoom and there's a different theme every week. And it's a great opportunity for clients to learn from me directly about things that they're interested in. And I get to, you know, share their journey as well on, on my social platform. So it's a way to further connect with other people. Um, yeah, I think those are really important things. Uh, also being really consistent. Like I post once a day, sometimes like people post once a week or many times per day, but um, creating a time frame that is consistent for your uh, your customer base to expect content from you, I think, is really helpful as well. Yeah, and I think I know Jess. I feel like as a small business owner, we we wear all the hats, you know, when it comes to our business. And so I think one of the ways that a lot of us get overwhelmed with social media is there are so many social media channels. I know you, you you're on Instagram and Facebook, but that list could probably go on and on of all the other options. And you know, TikTok and new oh, yeah. things <laughs> featuring on like Instagram has Reels and you know Remix and all those fun things, but. So how do you, or how would you advise a small business owner to decide, like, do they need to be on all these platforms? Do they need to pick only a few? Like, what is the, what would be your advice? I know, again, knowing that not, it doesn't work for everybody one, one thing, but what would your advice be to someone who is currently feeling overwhelmed by just the idea of trying to even get started with social media as a business owner? 
yeah, I think if it's overwhelming for you, pick one, <laughs> you know, like start somewhere because if you even reach 10 people, that's 10 more people than you didn't, you know, than you reached yesterday. So <laughs> that's a good start. And again, like if you're connecting authentically with 10 people and those 10 people refer you, that's a lot of work actually. <laughs> so I think starting anywhere is good. Um, I personally use Facebook and Instagram, as I said, because I have very visually impacted businesses, but you know, people who are better at speaking and writing, you know, like Twitter could be your thing. If you do video or you're really clever, like TikTok could be your platform. You know, I think like starting with one and then as you feel more comfortable, I think it's easy to, exp you know, expand into other platforms. Um, I, oft I often um, will utilize some of the same information on my Instagram as I do my Facebook. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel, but I do create some unique content for both. So like for Instagram, for example, um, in my photography feed, I, I usually post like professional pictures from my business that are more promotion oriented, but then I use my stories to like share more about my personality. So I'll share art that inspires me. I'll share, you know, additional images from my shoots. I'll share things about plants because I'm super into plants and you know a lot of people connect with me about plants so like it, any any way really to like further you know further connect with other people is really what's most important about social I love that you said just going back for a second about well I feel like we nowadays focus a lot on like how many followers we have but it sounds like what you're saying is like the content is what is much more valuable than the number so because like you're saying if you have 10 and your content is super relevant to them then that might just be it for you like that's amazing so um going along with that talking about being authentic on social media we've already touched on it a few times but can you dive a little bit deeper into that and what does that what does that really mean does it mean like just to be yourself or if you're representing your company like how does that kind of play out yeah. So for me, my businesses are all extensions of myself. So I don't think of those things as separate identities. Um, so I, I really just, instead of trying to create this like image that I think people want to see on social media, I legitimately just post things that excite me. Because when you have excitement about something, people can feel that. People can relate to that. And people can be excited about literally anything. So pick something that you authentically are excited to share with other people and utilize that to connect with other people. I really think that like that's the basis of it because the more that you try and fake something, people feel that, you know? Like when you see something, somebody who's just posting advertising, you know, like you don't wanna support them because they're just trying to sell to you. But if someone is like, hi, I love plants and art. You're like, I love plants and art. Wow, we are so connected, you know? <laughs> I water my plants every day. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that. I know because it's, I, and I and the three of us on this call, I would say, or on this podcast would, are, are that kind of business owner where business and, and ourselves personally are very combined or like we are our brand at the same time. And I know I struggled with that when I first started Logan Strategy Group almost five years ago, where I was kind of trying to be something bigger than I was and feeling like I had to have a very professional voice and all of that. And over the last 18 months, I think I've gotten into a better zone of 
that the Logan Strategy Group is my business name, but really you're working with me. You're working with Logan or people that, you know, my my network of people that I know and being more comfortable with that. Cause I definitely felt like I had to curate or at least tone down some of the things that I get nerdily excited about. And something that Jess, you're part of the group that encouraged me to try doing YouTube videos and like showing my face on Instagram in ways that I'd never done that before because I didn't, I thought that felt either unprofessional or I might mess up and I would do something that would negatively impact my brand. So like, what's your kind of process in your head when you're saying like things that excite you? I'm like, I feel like business owners here would be like, oh, I have so many things that excite me. But how do you pick like what then, you know, plants is like, are there certain ways that you kind of still try to curate it? Or are you genuinely like, this is something that excites me, therefore I'm going to share it? Uh, I think the only curation I do is like, I do think if it's something. Because hmm. you do so many creative things. Like that's where I'm like, I, I get it. And it, it does build this like, you know, I think it's helpful having that variety because it builds you that that holistic view of who you are. So then people are like, of course, I'm going to buy her cookies or of course I want to do this because I now know the full Jess. But yeah. is that something like small bit like business owners need to also think about is like, showing those other sides of their personality that they might be like, this doesn't directly connect to what I do, but it shows, you know, your passion still conveyed by sharing that with people. Yeah. I, I think the only limit for me is like, would this offend someone who I would want to be my client? That's probably the only line for me really. Um, because I do post some things that are political, uh, like causes that I support or like, you know, especially in my stories. And I think like for a long time, I was kind of quiet about what my stance was on anything, especially when I lived in the Southeast where it's a very conservative space and I am not personally very conservative. Um, but honestly, like now I really feel like, like gay rights, for example, is really important, like super important to me. And so I've been very public about like, I post a lot about drag. I post a lot about, you know, I, I, I love sharing, you know, pictures of gay couples that I have photographed and things. So I think like, it, it just really, everything is just a fuller extension of like what you are. So yeah, I think like, unless you're really actively being very offensive, otherwise, like I don't really have a limitation. And honestly, like you can get inspiration for your business from anything. Like to me, plants are still something that correlates to photography because I'll photograph like beautiful images of my plants that have, you know, the, the shadows of the light are coming in through the window. And I'm just like, and you know, I can use that as a way to correlate it back to photography. I'm like, look at this beautiful light that's coming in. And like, that's how I see light when I'm photographing my clients. So there, you know, there's ways to intertwine like all of these things, right? Like posting art that inspires me. Like you never know where that will come back in a way that helps my, you know, my photography business. Or I'll I'll post something that I've cooked, uh, cooked right on my on my photography feed even. Um, and I've done food photography, and that's one of my favorite things to shoot. So it just kind of like you know, there's ways to interconnect everything. Um, yeah, but yeah, the limit I think is only how offensive are you being with your brand? Unless that's your brand also, like yeah. maybe that's what you're selling. I'm just not personally. So I was thinking, um, so like for, for my business, I have like a, a business, social, social media accounts for my business, EP Events LLC. But then I have like my own personal account, which is just Mary Rose Davidson. And so I find myself like that my personal one is like, it is very personal. It's like where I post like family stuff or like 
when I go on vacation or like pictures of my cats and like stuff like that. And so I wouldn't really want to post. I mean, this is this is my perception. So I'd love your opinion. Yeah. Um, some of those things like on my business page. But I've noticed, Logan, you kind of like post a lot of business stuff on your personal page. And I actually really like that because like the people who know me, I'm friends with them like on my personal pages. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know if they really know what I do when really those could be like my greatest people like who could bring me business and I don't really talk about my business over there. So do you have any advice on, on that kind of setup? Yeah. So I actually used to, I started with just, just keener photo, my, my professional page. And I was posting all of my personal posts in the feed and my business stuff in the feed. And because I have a very visual platform, I was sharing many, many times a day, which I felt was too excessive. So I personally separated them to now I have Keener Chronicles, which is my just like personal feed. I share like hikes that I'm going on or like when I when it's not COVID times, like all my travel stuff there. Um, and so like people can find a more personal representation of myself, like in my personal feed. Um, however, I do use stories a lot on my business page to share some of the like highlighted aspects that I think go closer to what my brand is representing. Um, you know, on my Just Keener photo page, because honestly, the more interact, the most interaction I get usually is about things that are personal, because people feel like they're relating to you and they're responding to that. So I think that there, there is benefit still to have some of that. But on my personal feed, I rarely post much about my business, because like you're saying, it's mostly just like close friends. But um, those people also follow my business page. So, so I, to me, it's kind of like, well, you know, do I really need to repeat this content that many times? Cause it's also on Facebook. So I, there's a lot of ways for people to learn about me. Um, but sometimes I'll do like something behind the scenes of like a shoot that I'm doing on my professional page and on my personal page, it'll be like, you know, here's this really fun alley I found on a shoot today. Like I'll just like casually drop in that I was photographing, you know, <laughs> yeah. because, because again, like social media, media is just to remind people that you exist and when they need your service they'll come to you if they like you right so all of this is just to relate to people so yeah and I think that's what Mary I know I like personally like to I cross post some things and it's mainly in stories is kind of what I've tried to jive in more is more because I just know a lot of my friends and my really close friends and family follow my company account but I think I have a much larger audience on my personal because that that similar to you, Jess, it used to be kind of everything was on one and then I kind of peeled my professional one off and then I made my professional one very professional. And now I've kind of over the last year put more personality into it. Um, and so for me, it's the same idea of like I, I and I did. I had a lead for an event six months ago now where the only reason that person could have known that I am doing virtual event production now is because they follow me on Facebook because mm -hmm. we had had no direct content for contact for like years and then right. they Facebook messaged me and were like, hey, can you do that? My friend needs help. I know you do virtual events. Can you help me? And the mm -hmm. only way she could have known that is because I've been doing YouTube videos and I will post them every week on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And so I achieved what I, I think a lot of social media or a lot of business owners are looking to achieve is that someone had a need and someone else thought of you and then made that connection. Totally. And so that's something like I always have a question then for you, Jess, is like, how do you use social media to grow your business, whether it's to 
grow your following if that's the goal or if it's like to just get more paying clients for whatever it is that you're doing. Like, how have you seen what are what are some ways that still embodying that authenticity are a way that you can still grow your business through social media? I will say the biggest way I have utilized it uh, is an extension of my referrals network. So mm. I, one of the biggest ways that I've grown my brand on kind of on accident, it started. And then I actively played more into it is I dance Lindy hop and I have traveled all over the U S dancing Lindy hop <laughs> for since I was in college. And that created a network of people worldwide who have learned who I am. I started photographing events um, within that scene. I started dancing with a lot of different people. All of those people started following me on social media. Every time that I photograph someone in the community, I'm tagging them on Facebook and Instagram. And honestly, like I have been flown all over the U.S. and a few places outside of the U.S., like worldwide, <laughs> to do to shoot weddings and to photograph portrait sessions and um, a lot of, and like even someone I went to who was a camp counselor with me back when I was in high school, followed me on Facebook, just never interacted with my post and hired me for their wedding in Asheville, like a couple years ago. And so they <laughs> threw me in. So again, it's just like, you just never know when people are going to come back to you. Um, so again, like that consistency and that authenticity, like your referral network is constantly just being built by being present. So that's really how I have focused my social media. Um, for me, it isn't about huge numbers. It really is about like really connecting with the people who are within my network and, you know, making people feel beautiful that, <laughs> that I, uh, that I have danced with or like, you know, that I'm in a city with. So yeah, that's sort of how I've utilized it. I love I feel that. Like, yeah. I feel like that's such a good, um, I, I, like, I think the authenticity part and the point that you're saying of the, both referrals, but also just like, because you've shared your personality, these are people then that have either felt like they got to know you passively by just being a follower versus being an active follower. And then they build that trust so mm -hmm. that when they're making their decision of, yeah, I want to make, I would call it a major purchase for purchasing any of our services in this podcast. <laughs> um, you know, they feel comfortable doing that, mm -hmm. which I think is is so special. And to your point of that, you, you know, if you have 10 people that follow you, but they are the right 10 people, you know, you've achieved what you need to, you know, you're being successful on social media versus you could have a million followers, but if they're all just passive people who maybe just like your plants, but don't actually want to pay attention to anything else, like then it's not exactly as helpful, you know? Yeah. Um, I just think some people we get, we get really caught into the numbers and it being like, Oh, I only have so many followers or something. And then that feels like you're doing it wrong. Um, or, you know, something, something's wrong with you. You're not, you're, you're bad at social media, which I know we talk about in our group, Jess, of being bad at things. We're not bad. We're just, you know, figuring it out. But, um, yeah, no, I just think that's so fascinating. Sorry, Mary, I, I cut you off with a follow-up question. No, you're all good. I was just curious. Do you use like a scheduler for your posts? Or are you just like really on top of it? And you are, how do you, do you do any sort of planning or is it just like what feels good today? I, sometimes I'm like, like I need like a spreadsheet or something. I don't know. So what do you do for that? So it's very funny you ask that because this is one of the most asked questions I get about social media and also in the girl boss meetup, like everybody's like, you know, like do you, is how do you do this? So um, I personally, Hootsuite, if by the way, is a great app if you want to schedule. 
I feel extremely overwhelmed having to sit down and organize a bunch of stuff in a row because it doesn't feel authentic to me. So if I, I will say there are people who think that way and that is a great way to do social media if that works for you. For me personally, I post when I'm like inspired by light. If I see something else on social media that I want to share and connect with, I will share it in that moment because sitting down and having to like really like actively think about all these little things and like really in detail and schedule it out for me just doesn't work with how my brain works. So uh, that's how I personally approach it. But yeah, as I said, Hootsuite, if that is your way, then definitely do that because social media is really about like what works for you and what feels good for you. Because if it doesn't feel good for you, you won't do it, (laughs) you know, or you're overwhelmed by the experience of doing it. And that doesn't help either. Yeah. I feel like the hardest part is just getting started. I mean, I just feel like Jess, if you, and, and if I think it's great you don't schedule. I'm a scheduler, Mary. We know this about me, but that's just because I have ebbs and flows of creativity. There's some days where I'm like, I'm going to post all those things and I probably fall more into the just category. But when I get really busy and heads down, I just completely forget about my social. And so I'd say Hootsuite. My other one is Creator Studio. If you're a Facebook, Instagram person, you can actually schedule in your Instagram posts to go out and you don't have to use another app. And it's it's through Facebook. So you just have to have a linked Instagram and Facebook account. They have to be connected. Um, and then you can either post to just Instagram or just Facebook or both, which is awesome. And that's what I do with my like, clips from YouTube that I put out, um, which is super, super helpful. But Jess, what's like, I'm a business owner and I am overwhelmed. This is, we'll just role play real quick. And I have not, I have nothing on social media or I've been really inactive for the last six months. Cause I just haven't known where to start. Like what is something that you would advise me to do, you know, take action on either today or like this week to kind of get started? Good question. Uh, I will say that as someone who is currently starting a business, I palette cookies is my new thing. And for me, I was like, how can I start my social media presence when I haven't even launched my brand yet officially? And I've been using Instagram to share like my recipe testing process. And honestly, people are all about it. Like I'm using little reels to like show, you know, like aspects of of my baking and like behind the scenes, like I got a new apron. I'm super excited about like Molly Baz from Bon Appetit and you left last year and I'm like oh my gosh I love everything about what you're doing on social media and anyway I, I got this like Michelle Obama like color inspired apron and I'm like yes women's empowerment so anyway all of those things like, those are just like fun ways to get again your persona- personality out there you know, just do anything to start sharing your brand. Um, So yeah, I'll post like a finished product of the cookie when I'm finished baking and have decorated. And then I'll post also something uh, about, you know, the recipe testing process. So I feel like anything that that just to, to get started, just do it. Do you know, like just even if it's just like once a week, you know, like don't you don't need to overwhelm yourself with posting every single day. But getting started just do it just do one thing less people are thinking or like judging you than you think they are because we are the most critical of ourselves that is the biggest thing 
And with the algorithms now, like things are posted all over the place and like weird times of day and whatever for, on other people's feeds. So just do it. <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing. Pick a day and be like, I'm just going to say hello to my followers today. Post a picture of yourself or post a picture of something that you found online that you think is beautiful and relate it back to your brand in some way. You know, like it doesn't have to be this huge verbose, you know, like the deepest thought process of everything you've ever culminated in your whole company. Just start, you know, just do the one thing once a week to start, you know. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm like thinking, sitting here like, what am I going to post next? Like, I'm excited (laughs) to figure it out. Something, I mean, like I've had some things like scheduled in the back of my mind, but now I'm like, I want to go do, I'm going to post something fun. So thank you. It should be fun. If you are like only thinking about it as work, it will come across, you know, like, I think that's the biggest thing is like, if you're excited, other people are excited. And like, that spreads, the joy spreads. And I think let's spread more joy. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, and I also, I, I, I do always try to wonder if like, I essentially made an Instagram purchase. I'll say it in quotes because it was a person and their services. And it was because I followed them for a long period of time. We were friends in real life, but then after a while I'd, we weren't living in the same place anywhere. And I, my, my nutrition coach, I hired her because for a good two years, I'd been following her and just loved what she was posting, her stories, all of it like just made me feel very confident that her values aligned with what I was looking for. And she wasn't ever, you know, direct messaging me or saying, hey, Logan, you should do this. It was just like free offerings of information and education that eventually got me to booking and having her. I'm her client now on a monthly basis. So I just think there is a power in social media if you can just start to use it as a tool. Um and try to limit the level of overwhelm you might feel by everything out there. So Jess, like just doing it, just do one and be consistent. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any place is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, I think any final thoughts, Jess, any final takeaways? I feel like we've, we've covered a lot of really good ground here. So, um, <laughs> but any, any lasting thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, well, I think one takeaway that I learned, uh, just in the past year is that any any new thing that's launched on a platform like right now instagram just launched remix uh which is where you're like doing a partnered video with someone else's video either responding to it or doing what they're doing in parallel um if you create something content for your brand that utilizes that new feature you are guaranteed to be shown more because the platform wants to share more of that new thing. So that's a great way to just, you know, get your information out there quickly. So that's something that we didn't cover that I think is a great thing to think about also in social media. That's awesome. And just start. (laughs) Just start. That's our biggest takeaway. I feel like we talked about being authentic and how you want to try to value add to your, to your, um, followers and just being consistent. And like Jess said, just start and don't feel like you need to be on every channel all at once. Uh, figure out what works for you, works for your audience, and just consistently show up. And don't be afraid to have personality in there. That's a constant <laughs> one. I know I'm personally being like, it's okay. I'm a weird, I'm a dork and a, like a sports nerd. And like that's going to come through on my feed. And that's okay because 
that's what gets people excited about <laughs> working with us. So totally <laughs> embrace the quirks. <laughs> yeah. Cause the other people are quirky and nerdy and love sports. And like, those are the people you want to be your clients too. So you'll have the most fun working with the people who are excited about similar things as you. So that helps create that and extend that authenticity. Well, Jess, thanks for being here. I feel like we could no, go on and on and on. Um, but we appreciate having you here. We'll definitely probably, there's more, way more topics I know we could cover with you and your lovely expertise. We can't wait to follow you um, on Instagram. We'll link to Jess's Instagrams for all of her amazing accounts, both the, I guess we'll do Keen on Color, Jess Keener Photography, and your palette cookies so people can see all these lovely visuals we've been teasing their, their ears about. Um, and Mary, I think it's time for our bonus tip uh, to leave our listeners with one more extra tip. Yes, it's our favorite time, bonus tip time. Um, this bonus tip today is about the platform that we're using to record and film our podcast. Because a reminder, our podcasts also are on YouTube if you want to see the behind the scenes footage. So we're using StreamYard. StreamYard is one of my favorites. And um, this isn't just for, you know, like virtual events. You could you could do it for your podcast or maybe you could start a podcast. Um, you could shake up your Zoom calls. I've thought of that a few times. I'm like, let's just meet in StreamYard. It's more fun. It, so just try it out. Um, there's like lots of graphics that you can use. It's super user friendly. Um, and it's, there's a free version. So I'm always, I'm always here for the free stuff. So there's a free version. So feel free to just check it out and click around. By the way, if you pay for like their uh, more advanced version, you can cancel it after a month. And so like I use it for clients and I pay $49 and then I'll cancel it. So it's really only like $49 for their platform fee, which is really inexpensive. So here for StreamYard and that is our bonus tip for the day. Awesome. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of our another episode of the Better Events Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Better Events Pod. Shoot us an email if you have more questions for Jess or about social media as a small business owner or suggestions for future episodes. Uh, email us at bettereventspod at gmail.com. And we just appreciate you guys taking the time and, and listening. And we'll be back to talk with you for another episode next Wednesday. Mm -hmm.